Hello and welcome to another episode of Down Murder Lane. Hello everybody. This is season two, episode 21. 21, Carl Lothario. No, wait, I, we just went through this whole damn thing about what episode number this was. Damn! And I screwed it up. <laughs> Take two. <was> rewind. <laughs> Take two. Hello, everyone. Hi, welcome to another episode of Down Murder Lane. <laughs> Season two, episode 22. I'm going to say 21 was a good age, 22 is even better. Yeah, 22 is even better. Yeah. I met my husband when I was 22. Oh, you did? Oh, that's so nice. Yeah, so creeping up on the old 20 years of knowing the guy. <laughs> Yikes. Sorry, Mike. No, I'm just kidding. No, I am sorry. <laughs> like, 20 years of knowing me? Yeah, you've had to deal with all this Yikes. for 20 years. He's exhausted. That's why he's so quiet. <laughs> he's like, I just, I can't. <laughs> Sometimes you just got to give up and pick your battle. Mm-hmm. But I love it. All right. All right. So, yeah, 22, yep. Carl Lotharius, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, actually east side. So, we were together. Yes. Um, and on location on the lower east side of Milwaukee and, uh, Heather told me all about this really exciting case. Yes. Um, I am obsessed with this case now. It is wild. Yeah. Unsolved. It is unsolved, and nobody knows about it. And it is fucking crazy. It has all the yeah. sexy things that people want. Yeah. In a case. And they should be more popular. Yeah. And we even try to get a hold of, like, some of our friends to get mm -hmm. more information, but they kind of shut us down because it's Well, they can't, and they can't open. find it, and the records are, like, shit from yeah. back then because it's from 1981. Written on a post-it. Yeah, it's just garbage. Probably thrown away. Probably. With with evidence, just yeah. thrown away. <laughs> yeah, just, oh, we don't need that. That's yeah. fine. So sitting across from me is Heather. And sitting across from me is Jessica. So we cannot wait to tell you this crazy-ass story. Yes. And, like, I want to I want to talk to this, like, do the story, and, like, I'm drawing back my arrow because that's like hunger game style like i'm gonna say katniss yes, katniss introduce me as katniss for the rest of the episode all right katniss thanks let's take a trip down murder lane yes. all right so i still want to get some theme music for this this favorite segment of west Dallas or florida we'll work on it we still need to get some theme music for yeah, that we'll so, work on it all right so all, all right you. so y'all west Dallas or florida <laughs> ready okay okay a man was arrested after he called police and asked them to test his methamphetamine's authenticity. Official said. <laughs> this is Florida all day. Thomas Colucci <laughs> told police that he was an experienced drug user and believed he had been sold something that wasn't meth. <laughs> he told police he knew what it should feel like and the product he purchased was not producing the desired effect. <laughs> this is so funny. <laughs> Colucci said he wanted the police to test the meth so others would not buy the fake meth from the person he bought it from. Real good Samaritan. Yes, I yeah. see. Officers tested the substance and found that it was, in fact, meth. Oh, so he got arrested, probably, for possession. Officers arrested okay. Colucci <laughs> and took him to the hospital for a medical evaluation before they took him to jail. He was held in a $7,000 bond on charges of possession of methamphetamine and possession of drug paraphernalia. It was not immediately clear if he had retained a lawyer, and he could not be reached for comment. <laughs> the police department said that if a person doubts about the authenticity of any illegal narcotics they have on hand, or have obtained from another person, they are happy to provide this service free of charge. Of course they are. That's amazing. <laughs> but is it, before I, before I say probably where I think it is, is this like a, is that a good thing, like when you do your drugs... 
And it's like, oh, this doesn't even, like, taste like... No. Like, alcohol. Like, when you taste really good tequila, it doesn't taste like tequila. Or if you have really good But something... if you have really good weed, it smells like weed. <laughs> okay, see, I don't know these things. <laughs> I don't know or, like, if it's... You know what I'm saying? Like, was it the opposite? Like, it was so... It was great method. It just was so smooth. Kind of like a cognac. I don't, I don't know. know. I've never done meth. <laughs> But you know what I'm saying? Like, the theory behind the way I'm yeah. thinking? Okay. But this is Florida all day. You're correct. It has to be. Anything... Tallahassee. Oh, Tallahassee. Oh, Florida. That's where Florida State is. Yeah. I can see that happening. I mean, or either that or he does so much meth that his tolerance is really high. That's another... Yeah. He's like, I am not fucked up enough. And it's yeah. like, well, dude, you just need to smoke more meth. <laughs> God. Level up. <laughs> level up. Yeah, level up, level up, level up. Oh All my right. god, that's hilarious. Yeah, yes. I hope so you enjoyed Florida. that one. So okay, so TripAdvisor. TripAdvisor says the number one thing to do in the Lower East Side of Milwaukee is to visit the Oriental Theater. I've never Such been there. Such a cool place. The Oriental Theater is an iconic theater on Milwaukee's East Side and is currently operated by Milwaukee Film. The theater was built and opened in 1927 and is said to be the only movie palace. That's what it's called, the movie palace. Ooh. To incorporate East Indian artwork. If you go in there, they have, like, gilded lions and tigers and, like, oh, that's cool. elephants. It's, like, hmm. gorgeous. The Oriental Theater has been showing independent and art films as well as a few blockbuster Hollywood films. The theater is the world record holder How cool. for the continual showings of the Rocky Horror Picture Show. It has hosted the show every Saturday night at midnight since January 1987. Can we go? Yes. I went once when I was a teenager. It's it so probably fun. Was so fun. It was so fun. Like all the characters in their costumes. It's and great. everyone probably dances and sings. Yeah. Oh, it's, we should fun. really go. It's really fun. We should bring Alyssa. Okay. Oh, she would like that. Yes. She would love it. Okay. So we will begin by telling you a bit about the east side neighborhood of Milwaukee which is good because I'd like to learn about mm -hmm. it too. The neighborhood is considered to be a cultural and trend-setting center of the city since at least the 1960s. It is situated right on Lake Michigan, and the area encompasses residence, residences, bars, shops, art theaters, live music clubs, and the University of Wisconsin-Milwaukee campus. My alma mater. Ooh. The east side is considered by some as Milwaukee's melting pot, and a mix of hipsters, hippies, college students, and young professionals converging in the area's diverse restaurant, bars, and stores. So that's interesting, because, like, the first time, my impression of it is, like, kind of like the hipster area. Yeah. You know, all the Brady Street and... It's hipster. There are a lot of really rich people that live over there in okay. those mansions. Okay. Off Lake Drive and over by UWM. Um... A lot of old hippies, like all the old hippies, like in the 60s and 70s, lived on the east side. Over there? Okay. I can see how that would be. Mm -hmm. Okay. A lot of young professionals. Okay. A lot of... It's definitely it's a melting a cool pot. area to live, like yeah. right out of college and stuff. Super yeah. fun. All right. So now into the case. Carl Heinz Lotharius. I what? like that his middle name is Heinz. No relation. No. Heinz is a very, very, very common first name in Germany. Really? Mm -hmm. Carl Heinz, like, together, is, like, Marianne. Like, like it's Marie just, or something. Lynn. It's just oh, very, like, okay. Carl Heinz is, like, a name. Okay. All right. Carl Heinz Lotharius was born in 1934 in Trier, Germany. He rose from penniless immigrant to wealthy, prominent Milwaukee nightclub owner with assets totaling up to $600,000 at the time of his death in 1981. 
That's the equivalent of over a million dollars today. Oh, okay. So he came here with nothing, and he yeah, made did pretty bucks. well. Good. Although little is known about his early life in Germany, Lotharius told the Milwaukee Sentinel in 1975 that his youth was spent working on a beer hall owned by relatives in Trier. Okay. He was still working in taverns in Trier in 1957 when he met Bob Zableski at the non-commissioned officers club on the Trier Air Base, a historic airfield used by the Germans during World War I to launch Zeppelins. Okay. Zableski, the twin brother of Ronald, or Zebby, that's what this Lotharius called him, was Zebby. Okay, Zebby. Who became Lotharius's best friend, so he met the guy, and then he became best friends with his twin brother. Okay. Who he called Zebby. So that was his best friend and upstairs neighbor, was on leave from the U.S. Air Force sightseeing with his grandparents, who were visiting from Milwaukee. Okay. So Lotharius quickly befriended the family, and before they left, Carl asked for a favor, immigration sponsorship to the U.S. Zableski's grandparents said yes. Cool. Soon Carl had come to the United States, and he went to live with his grandparents. Who's um, the friend's grandparents? Oh, yeah. his, that grandparents. Okay. So Lotharius continued to bond with the family in America, cultivating close friendships with Zebby and the twins' aunt, Dorothy Thompson, who Lotharius called Aunt Dorothy. Thompson and Zebby grew so close to Lotharius that they would each later inherit part of his estate. Wow. Mm -hmm. so, well, I mean, it's like his sponsor. It was like his parents coming here. Like and, his family. They became yeah. his family here. If he didn't have anybody. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You get it. It's so kind of sweet. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That is nice. Like so, his adopted family. Lotharius enlisted in the U.S. Army, which sent him to engineering and intelligence school. Ooh. Yeah. He was a really interesting man. Very. Mm -hmm. He was eventually commissioned as a second lieutenant. Lotharius got hurt in the army and was honorably discharged. There, now, real quick, when I was researching this, I was trying to find, like, what happened, and it sounded like he was a real daredevil, and he was, like, um, a paratrooper. Oh. And one of his, like, parachutes didn't open. What? And he, like, landed in some trees, luckily, and, like, fucked a lot of shit up. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I couldn't, it was kind of like a rumor on Reddit. It's yeah. probably true. Maybe, but yeah. I couldn't find confirmation of it, but it sounds like that's what happened. Wow. Yeah. Hmm. He was, like, very much a daredevil. But even just not even being a daredevil, but being in the army and you're a paratrooper and you're you're jumping out of planes thousands of times. Yeah. I mean, the chance is once that it's not going to work. Something doesn't work. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So he okay. luckily landed in trees. But he still hit a bunch of stuff and, like, messed up his back really bad yeah. and, like, did a bunch of well, stuff. Well, even if you're a parachute and you hit trees, you're going to be hurt. Yes. And it never... He had nothing. No. Jesus. Yeah. Wow. So okay. So, anyways, he's pretty badass. So, I'm glad he got honorably discharged. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, they took care of him. He returned to the Zableski... Zableski, am I saying that right? Yes. ...household, and in short time, he had two jobs. He worked as a civil engineer for the Wisconsin Gas Company, starting in May of 1963, and moonlighted as a doorman from the third for the third ward dance club IV IV a go go IV a go go IV a go go. Mm -hmm. Oh, is that around still? No. Okay. I asked my parents about it though, and they were like, "Oh yeah, it was like a big disco club." Like they weren't into that. Yeah. But they said it was like a big disco club. I wish I lived in that era. Yeah, it would have been fun. Okay, so by the early 1960s, Lotharius had earned enough money to purchase the house on Murray Avenue from his host family after they moved to the Milwaukee suburbs. 
1972, he bought a supper club on the southeast corner of Wells in Milwaukee and reopened it as Oliver's in September of that year. I wonder why he named it Oliver's. That's I don't know. interesting. Hmm. Okay. So he came here. He had nothing. All right. He started working in the Army. The disco club was so successful that Lotharius quit the gas company to focus solely on his business. He added the city's first illuminated dance floor and began hosting dance contests, offering grand prize vacations. He also introduced the wet t-shirt contest to Milwaukee, Yep, hmm. which drew massive crowds and attracted the disapproval of aldermen, who asked police to shut it down. It was the most popular club in town. So he was ahead of his time, for sure, with that wet t-shirt contest. Yes. The club was often overrun by sailors on leave from Naval Station Great Lakes, which was common in Milwaukee during the Vietnam War. Lotharius bought a bus that made trips from the base to Waukegan, Illinois, on Friday nights, which transported the sailors to and from his club. Hmm. In 1978, he bought a bar on Farwell and North Avenues. He worked on filling the place with German heirlooms in his new bar, which came to be known as Von Trier after his hometown, okay. reflected the German beer halls of his youth. Um, Von Trier became a great success. He opened one of the city's very first outdoor patios there. That's really funny. He reflected the German beer halls of his youth. Like, yes. they just, in when you're young, you just know about German beer halls. Yes. If you live in Germany. All right, so Lotharius did have something that he felt was a secret, but it was well known. Friends say that Carl was obviously gay, but no one talked about it, and he adamantly denied it. He had a string of lovers throughout the 70s and early 80s. Often asking Zebby to proposition young male patrons he thought could be persuaded into sex with an older man of means. Yeah. So, enter Herbert Dalloway? Dalloway. Dalloway. Okay. Herbert was born into a well-to-do family in Chicago Heights in 1961. His father was a wealthy banker, and his mother was a member of the prominent Milwaukee-based Pritzloff. Pritzloff family, right? Yeah. Okay. Very prominent building. I've seen business. There's a say, Pritzloff building that is now a wedding venue that I do a lot of weddings at. It's gorgeous. Okay. It used so to I've be a hardware the store. Mm-hmm. I've seen. I'm like I've seen the name around. Mm-hmm. Okay. There's Pritzloff Meats, which is like a really really good local meat. Okay. Like butcher, like butcher? distributor. Okay. To restaurants and food service, and then they were also a hardware company. Okay. He moved to Milwaukee with his mother after his parents separated. He spent his high school years away from home at military academies and earned the nickname Buzzy for his penchant toward alcohol and marijuana. (laughs) That's funny. Okay, so shortly after graduating in 1979, he began working at Oliver's and became one of Lotharius' favorites. He was invited on multiple trips to Europe with him to secure antiques. Wow. So, Dalloway, am I saying that right Dalloway. again? Dalloway. Dalloway. I'm, I'm still going to fuck it up, probably. It's fine. Said that their relationships never, the relationship never went past friendship. However, friends say that Dalloway knew of Lotharius' feelings towards him, and that he took advantage of Lotharius' Lotharius, lavish, lavish gifts and trips. So, yeah, like, sugar kind baby. like a sugar baby. Yeah. Uh, I'm not hating on it. No, no. But that it probably like, is going to hurt him, at, hurt his feelings, and yeah, that knowing he, he likes him. like Lotharius was like in his early forties, and this guy was like twenty. Yeah. Hmm. Okay, so eventually Dalloway was fired from Oliver's, or they mutually parted ways after Lotharius made a pass at him. And that's what Dalloway said. Dalloway. Okay. He's like, well, 
I wasn't fired. We decided to part ways because he made a pass at me and I said no. And then we were like, it was awkward. So I was like, we're done here. Yeah. And he didn't get like fired for something else or... I don't know. Hmm. Okay. All right. So his employees were quoted as saying they were sure he made a lot of enemies over the years and described him as a dick. Who? Lotharius. Really? They said he was a dick. Okay. He had a tendency to do whatever he wanted, completely disregarding etiquette and legality sometimes. Okay. He would even pull a gun on someone if they angered him. Jeez. Like, wouldn't shoot, but just be like... Yeah. Yeah. And he just was, like, demanding, very mm -hmm. outspoken yeah. kind of person. Okay. Then there were his run-ins with the Milwaukee mob. Oh, goodness. Purple Gang? Yeah, Purple Gang. <laughs> oh my gosh, I asked Kate. I, I forgot to tell you. I just thought about this. I'm yeah. like, Egan's Rats. I'm like, do you know the history of your name? And she's like, no. Can you tell me? And I was like trying to tell her. She's like, I've never heard any of this. I'm like, Egan is not a very common last name. No. Something's up. You need to look into your some history. And see if your husband yeah. was related to mobsters. Yeah. Do some digging. And then if what they shut say? you out. And then I we talked about it like two weeks ago. <laughs> What did she say? She's like, oh, I'm going to. And I sent her, like, the information. <laughs> like, the Wikipedia the stuff. Purple, the purple gang? <laughs> All right. So, yeah, he's a dick. Okay. And then he also had issues with the mob. Okay. The Milwaukee mob. There was a long-standing issue between Lotharius and a group of mob vending machine operators who wanted Lotharius to have their vending machines in his establishment. So mob, like, was it, like, legit vending machines? Yeah, like, cigarette machines. Oh, okay. And, like, that kind of... Because back then, yeah. cigarettes were everywhere. Okay. The mobsters wanted him to have their vending machines in his bars okay. and tried to bribe him, but Lotharius refused. Hmm. The mobsters then concentrated on messing with Lotharius by trying to start brawls in his bar, burglarizing his bars and his home, and slashing his tires. Jeez. Lotharius would not budge. One of the mob's leaders went to prison in 1976, which made them back off for a while, but then he again became pressured about the vending machines once again. That's redundant. Hmm. He had enough and is reported to have confronted the mobsters at a meeting by pointing a gun at them while macing them. So he pointed a gun and maced with the other hand, saying, you stay the fuck out of my bars. I mean, he's badass. Yeah. I am not, I'm not towing up with any no. mobsters. He's, uh, yeah, like the story is he went into the Shorecrest hotel which is a high rise on prospect on the east side which was the mob headquarters mm -hmm. in milwaukee and walked in there in a meeting pointed a gun at a bunch of mob leaders maced them and said you stay the fuck out of my bar That's some cojones yeah holy shit he's not fucking around gee okay so on december 20th 1981 Lotharius closed up his bar von trier and left around 3 a.m on that sunday morning he trekked through the snow and slush from the intersection of Farwell and North, three blocks to his house on North Murray Avenue. Now, he lived that close. That's crazy. Three blocks away. Yeah. So it's perfect. Mm -hmm. Yeah, pretty much. Lotharius owned the house outright, but subdivided the building into three separate units. Actually, fun fact, I learned about this. Mm -hmm. That house that he owned was the house of those that grandpa those grandparents. He bought it from them. Yeah, so he. Well, yeah, you, we did put it in here. You put it in okay. here. Okay. Losing. <laughs> That's it. really fun. Sorry. That's really good. But it is. Yeah. Anyways, it's okay. their house. So he always entered his apartment from the rear and walked down the gangway running between the houses. 
as you reach the backyard patio, a 30-inch double-barreled barred, double barred, mm -hmm. razor-tipped wooden arrow sank into his stomach. Yeah. Its point protruded from the opposite side of his midsection. So, like, he's close. It's like kind of a cartoon. Like, yeah. when you see an arrow go through yeah. somebody. <clears throat> he, like, closed the bar. He probably had some drinks. He's yeah. walking through tired the slush. As tired as fuck. Walking home, three in the morning. Tired. It's quiet. Yeah. And just minding his own, going home. And all of a sudden, boom. Jeez. Yeah. The attacker fled and left Lotharius seriously wounded. Isn't this wild? Crazy. Yeah. He crawled 40 feet up the stairwell to the second story flat, shouting, Zebby, help me. Help me. Ronald Zebby Zablowski. Oh, is that not him? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not yelling anymore. I thought he was continuing to yell. No, I like it. Okay. <laughs> so, Zebby uh, was Lotharius' closest friend. Yeah, he his neighbor. Mm -hmm. And also his employee. Yes. At the time, the 45-year-old bar um, manager shared the upstairs apartment with his wife, Lorene. After hearing his friend yelling for help, Zebby frantically got dressed and rushed out to find Lotharius, hemorrhaging blood on the doorstep. Yeah. It's crazy. So Lotharius had ripped the arrow from it. And you're never supposed to take it out. No, like, and yeah. he ripped it out. They the say first, you're supposed to leave it. The first rule in Arrow Club is don't <laughs> take the fucking arrow out. Like Steve, um, Steve Irwin. Yeah. Like he got, he would have survived if he hadn't pulled yeah. the what is barb what out fucking... or something. Well, that's right up his alley. He's like, just a badass, whatever. Yeah. Okay, so he rushed out. He found him on his doorstep. He ripped the arrow out. His wound, um, it aggravated his wound, accelerating his blood loss dramatically. Uh. Yeah. Lotharius laid on the floor while Lorene tried to comfort him by cradling him in her arms. Yeah. Zebby ran from the house, gun in hand, to try to find the assailant. Yeah. Isn't this wild? Yeah. Steve Spingola and his partner were among the first police officers to arrive at the scene. Spingola would later rise to the rank of lieutenant in the Milwaukee Police Department, and he was still a p patrolman at the time with only two years on the force, the night that Lotharius died. Wow. The grotesque severity of Lotharius's wounds shocked the paramedics, because it was so gross and yeah. bad. Spingola said that they knew that there was little they could do. He described, like, his intestines were coming out <gasps> and stuff. Yeah. Lotharius knew he was dying. Slipping in and out of consciousness, he told the paramedics and the police, Buzzy got me. Buzzy. Buzzy. Okay. The guy with the, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Immediately that morning, Spingola and his partner, along with MPD, started the, hus the homicide investigation. Hmm. They canvassed the neighborhood, knocking on doors, questioning neighbors, searching in trash cans, recording license plate numbers, and checking for footprints in the fresh snow. Hmm. They found nothing. Zebby told police he knew who Lotharius meant when he said the name Buzzy, though. It was Herbert Dalloway Jr. Wow. So as doctors worked to save Lotharius, police arrested Dalloway at his girlfriend's apartment in Milwaukee's Bayview neighborhood. He claimed he was with her all evening, but said nothing else. A call to his wealthy Chicago banker father resulted in high-profile criminal defense attorney James Shellow visiting the district attorney's office. Wow, this is so crazy. I can't yeah. believe like I've never heard anything about this. I know. And, and even, like you're saying, mentioning it to other people. No. Like, this sounds like a fucking movie. Yeah, totally. And, like, I grew up in Milwaukee. My parents are from Milwaukee. We spent time in the East Side. You would think that my parents would have told me about this. Yeah. Or something. 
I've never heard of anything. Wow. So guys, this is a long convoluted case. So we're going to split this into two episodes. Yeah. We've so, done that before, right? Yeah, we yeah. did it with Dahmer. Oh, it's that's not right. As with Gacy. Gacy. Yeah. But okay. this is a long one. We're going to split into two episodes because this is kind of a cliffhanger. So Buzzy got arrested. He did. He got arrested at his girlfriend's apartment okay. the next day. Okay. Spingola and they Off arrested of the, of him. Just of what, of just what Lazar, Lotharius Lazarus had said. Like, Buzzy, Buzzy got me. Okay. So then, then his friend, Zibby, whatever the fuck his mm -hmm. name was, was like, I know who that is. Yeah. And this is where you can find him. Ah, so they found him at his so girlfriend's apartment starts. in Bayview. Okay. And then he's like, I was with her all night. And then he was rich. He was okay. from a rich family in Chicago, so he just called his dad and they got him a fancy defense attorney. Of course. So that's where we are. Wow. We're going to take a break. Yes. And we're going to pick this up next week. Yeah. And we can't wait to hear you guys' stories about this, if you knew about this case. Yeah. So make sure, you know, in the meantime, while you're waiting for the next week's episode... Um, follow us at Downward Lane Podcast yes. at um, on Facebook, Downward Lane Podcast at Gmail. Yes. You know where to find us. Yeah, come on. Do some mer do some um, DM sliding, please. Yeah. It's been a long time. Fucking crickets. Everybody yeah. is so busy. We are, yes. Everyone's busy. But you know what? The Facebook <gasps> comments. For Tess White? For, we're fire. Fire. Yeah. So much engagement. It was really fun. Yeah. And then people were like taking their friends or like, listen to this. It's right up your alley. I'm like, yes. Yay. That's what we're this looking for. This is what for. we want. It was awesome. Yeah. And it's because people you. just know people and yeah. small walkie. I'm telling you It was you great. What. Small walkie strikes you know again. It. Always. So, All yeah. right. Also rate and review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Yeah. Please do that. Yeah. It helps people find us. It helps the fucking algorithm shit. Yeah, stuff that like way over our heads and we just don't know at I all. I just know that that's what you need to do. Yeah. So fucking do it. Okay. <laughs> I, do, I should probably do it myself, too. <laughs> I need to do it. <laughs> Remember when I called up my husband and it was a lie? Yeah. Yeah. I can't believe he keeps me around for 20 years. I love it. I love yes. it. The stories we live for. All right, yes. until next time. Take that trip. But pack wisely. Because you never know who you run into. Hopefully, Hopefully not, not an arrow. Katniss. Oh, not Katniss. May the odds ever be ever in your favor. Wait, yes. did I fuck it up again? May the odds be ever in your favor. Yes. Down, Down Murder, Murder Lane. Lane. Bye.